1: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
2: Thursday edition of Clay and Buck kicks off right now all across the country. Appreciate you being with us and. Got a lot to talk about here. We are going to dive into the uh, latest on the FBI investigation, or was there even an investigation into uh, the Biden criminal bribery scheme? I think that's something that deserves a whole lot more attention than it's gotten. We'll also be talking to you about where things stand in the primary race. You may have heard, Clay had a little interview yesterday with a former vice president <laughs> that is now all over, I don't know, CBS News, Fox News, Politico, all over the place. Clay basically asking if he ordered the code red, uh, or in this case, will you order a pardon? The answer was no answer. Clay was not accepting that as an answer, and uh, a lot of people still listening to that one and seeing what some of the big dynamics are we we will clay we'll go back to it some folks can hear it if you missed it yesterday we have that uh all queued up for later on in the program to discuss also look at the latest uh, arguments around the uh, the Trump indictment obviously um clay did you see uh you know Bill Barr was on um the what is the six uh, the Brett Bear uh 6 p.m show on Fox News and laid out his laid out his rationale here. Um, We'll get into some of this. Basically, what we've been saying, I think, is accurate, which is that the case here, that the primary defense is one actually of politics and not of law, even though this is a criminal indictment, uh, because if you you accept that everything is legitimate from the DOJ side and that this isn't a, a targeted political hit, Obstruction starts to become challenging. We'll get we'll get into this a little bit later. But effectively, other presidents who are Democrats, they get the political pass on process crimes, which is all we're talking about here. Really, are process crimes? Uh, we'll discuss some of that analysis later. Obviously, Trump not getting a pass at all. And one thing to keep in mind here is, I, I can we just do a check-in on this one, Clay? I do check-ins all the time. Uh, are they going to bring January six related charge against him?
3: I think they well. will. And the reason why I think they will, Buck, is I think they're going to get nervous really quickly given the judge that they have in Miami and the jury pool, which let's just say is 50 50 ish. They can now bring charges for January 6th with a 95% Democrat jury in DC. And it almost feels like the safety net to me for being able to get federal charges.
2: I remember, um, so so this is this reminds me a little bit of cuz you have all these different criminal think about this how many criminal charges are they going to bring how many different trials are they yeah. going to have Trump going through in an election year uh, I think it makes the case for this being political not only stronger but it is obvious it, the the case that this is politicized is ironclad uh, it reminds me I had a friend who worked in college admissions many years ago and he said one of the things I always look for is if you have to have a super thick file of five additional letters of recommendation that nobody wants and, you know, 10 videos of yourself doing things that you think. It's just, if the goods are there, the goods are there. You, yeah. you, you don't, you don't need to inundate. You don't need to anyway. And that's what they're doing. This is the count of countless counts against Trump, but put that aside for a sec. We'll come back to this all a little bit later. I thought this was really interesting. I, I would love to see more. And that's why I, a total credit, uh, for, Sean getting um, Gavin Newsom to sit down with him. We we need more of this. Yeah. We need more people who disagree, who have platforms and audience. So you and I are not going to put someone with, you know, 50 Twitter followers who hates us on the air to say crazy things. But people that have roughly equivalent audience and and sway for their side or, or um, you know, some degree of uh, gravitas for their side of the political equation to. Have the exchange, so we can see what do they really think about this. I mean, I think that Gavin Newsom. Well, you liked you liked Gavin personally, right? You think he's slick, which okay, it all disappointed right.
3: Disappointed me how much I liked him, Buck. I wanted to be like I hate nah. this guy, but I was like I wouldn't mind having a beer with Gavin Newsom, and that that upsets me. I mean, honestly, but I thought he came off really well in that Hannity interview. I, I did.
2: I mean, he just reminds me of like the guy that you didn't want to trust your girlfriend around and at the college party. Well, I'm you know? not
3: saying I'd want to bring my wife for beers with him. Uh, you know, but, he's but just something
2: a, really beer with him. really smiley and underhanded about Gavin yes. Newsom. But, but anyway, yes. but he basically took the perspective that some of the stuff that's gone on in his state is indefensible. He yeah. kept saying, "I own that. I own that," which is, is interesting because what does that really mean? Although it does work as a deflection. But he was taking shots at Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. There's There are really two things about DeSantis right now that are simultaneously happening. There's the 2024 presidential nomination contest, and he's in the very clearly the number two slot right now in all the polls. There really only are two candidates currently who have serious numbers, Trump way out front, DeSantis number two. We all know that. Okay, that's a part of what's going on, and we'll talk more about that in the months ahead. But there's also the red state, blue state dynamic, which plays into the 2024 yeah. election and is also for a lot of people, I think, where they see policy and result. What did we decide? What has happened? How has California acted during covid and during BLM and in all the rest? And how did Florida governor DeSantis calling out Gavin Newsom here after the uh, the interview that that Sean did with Newsom I want you to hear what he says. I mean, uh, he's ready for it. He's ready to rumble. Play the clip. He's got huge problems in his state. I mean, like, huge problems in his state. We all know that. I mean, you see it in San Francisco. You see it in L.A. You see it in the people fleeing. California, from its inception, gained population every single year until he became governor. And yet, with all those problems, he has a real serious fixation on the state of Florida. I mean, I think it's just bizarre that he does that. What I would tell him is, you know what? Stop pussyfooting around. Are are, are you gonna Are you gonna throw your hat in the ring and challenge Joe? Are you gonna get in and do it, or are you just gonna sit on the
6: sidelines and chirp?
2: Uh, Clay, I mean, first of all, he's basically saying that Gavin Newsom has Florida envy, yeah, and that's a part of it. And he's also saying, if you're such a big man, Mr. Man of California, why don't you actually just say, "I'm the guy." Old man Biden, we all know it has to step aside. I I think we need to hear more
3: of this. Props for use of the word pussyfooting, which we all know, you know, we all know what the implication of the use of the word pussyfooting is. It ain't the second word that people are going to focus on, all right? So that is a phenomenal word to use to call out Gavin Newsom. But, Buck, this to me raises the question. I think DeSantis raises it because he's talking about the Democrat Party. We had Robert F. Kennedy on this show. I saw where I believe Sean had Marianne Williamson on, who is the other Democrat that's running against Joe Biden. There's a story, I believe it was in Politico this morning that I was reading, you know, getting ready for the show. They are now saying that Biden, because of his commitment to South Carolina being the first primary, may skip Iowa and New Hampshire, may not even campaign there. If you hear that, that feels to me like a very big error strategically. Why wouldn't Gavin Newsom step into this race? I feel like Democrats collectively, now maybe not the DNC, and maybe not the grand poobahs of the party, but I feel like Democrats as a collective group are begging for someone to challenge Joe Biden. I think DeSantis, I mean, sorry, I think Newsom... Really, if he won Iowa and he won New Hampshire, fuck! I think he could get the momentum to potentially beat. I know you think this is crazy. I think he could potentially beat Biden in the primary.
2: I I don't think he could beat Biden in the primary, but I think anything. You know, the, by the same token, I feel like anything is possible. So you know, who re, who really knows? Because but here's what I think the plan is for the Democrats. We keep seeing all the polls. And what's the latest on you know Biden's too old for the job? Isn't like forty percent of Democrats want someone else or something, and seventy percent? I think think it's I think it's
3: over half of Democrats want somebody else to run when they when they poll. That's Democrats. That's not the independents or Republicans. And as a reminder, Trump support when he was
2: president within the we're talking about now within the party within the faithful.
3: I mean it was, you know, it was
2: Kim Jong Il level. It was like 99% 90, I mean it was obviously Obviously yeah. that support is fake cuz he's a dictator, but you guys get what I'm saying. Yes. I mean it's like the numbers were through the roof. It was like 98, 99% um level support within the party and and Joe Biden obviously doesn't have that. Here here's what I think is going on. I think that the plan here and it's maybe it's even implicit, but everybody knows it. If you and I, is this kind of fun if you and I were Democrat strategists. Just think about that. Yeah. By the way. Just take a moment, Clay. We get like book deals that are way beyond what we're ever going to sell. Just because you know <laughs> people, people like us. Because the machine, we get invited. We get invited on all these like you know the like CBS morning shows, and everyone's like, "Hey yeah. man, like you're so great, you're so smart." You know, oh man, Hollywood, Hollywood people would be talking to. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I would never want to do such a thing. But if we were sitting there and we were Democrats, we we're strategizing this. I think the way that they can, they can. Rationalize Biden 2.0 or the second Biden term is it's just about pushing him across the finish line as the incumbent against let's say Trump because it looks like that's what's going to happen, and then you have Kamala Harris. I think she takes over summer of 2020. What is it? Summer of 2025. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Joe Biden. When, you don't I just think, think that he Joe steps Biden down.
3: Last a year. That's what I'm saying. The, uh, I, I think yeah.
2: he's. So I think really he's just now considered by Democrats the political vessel to bring about look at narrative first black female president in american history and that is what this is really all about for democrats that's how okay
3: so if you believe that and i don't think that's a crazy idea at all right if biden wins re-election i think nikki haley said it on our show this week and we've said it i think there's a very good chance he's we are aligned nikki
2: haley and i see this exactly the same that it's really about kamala harris it's really not about joe biden
3: okay so if you are hearing that and you are Gavin Newsom. Let's play the Democrat strategist game here. Because I think this is what's partly motivating Gavin Newsom to sit down with Hannity. And by the way, have we reached out, Allie and production crew, have we invited Gavin Newsom on this program? I don't know that he would come on, but let's. It, have we officially invited him? Uh, not yet, okay. but we will. We will. We should, right? But, okay, so... If he comes on this program, I think that would tell us a lot, too. But the fact that he's done Hannity already is a big deal. When we come back, Buck, come out end, back in this next break, I just want everybody to think about this. If you are Gavin Newsom and you see what may well happen, which is basically the baton gets passed to Kamala Harris, if she is running as the incumbent, you have no chance to be the nominee in 28, right? And if somehow she won, you would have no chance to be the nominee in 32, And then by 36, like you're 70-some-odd years old. The window, if Gavin Newsom wants to be president, in my opinion, is right now before the baton can get passed to Kamala Harris. I'll explain that a little bit more when we come back, but I just want all of you thinking about this. If you buy into the idea, and I think a lot of us do, that Kamala would get elevated to president during Joe Biden's term if he were to win in 2024, when is the window ever going to exist for Gavin Newsom, who clearly wants to be president, to run for president? Think about it. Uh, most Americans out there feel in the effects of inflation, whether it comes when you're filling up your gas tank, grocery shopping, paying for home repair. You feel it everywhere. Most of us paying the bills with a credit card. Consumer debt rose over a trillion dollars in the last year. Biggest increase in 20 years. If you're a homeowner, there's a way out. Call our friends at American Financing. They'll put together a plan to pay off that high-interest credit card debt and create meaningful savings for you every month. They're saving people just like you $1,000 a month and closing in as fast as 10 days. Don't wait. Get yourself in a better position. Call their salary-based mortgage consultants today and see how much you can save 25 years of experience, 7,000 glowing Google reviews. Cost nothing to get started. You could delay two mortgage payments, giving you greater savings up front as well. Call American Financing today, 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. You can also visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 18233, uh, (laughs) 4NMLSConsumeraccess.org. They're here to shed light on the
6: truth every day.
3: So we're talking, um, about Joe Biden and how he's unable to do the job. And we got a clip I just want to play for you. Geographically, Buck, I heard this earlier today and I'm not a great geography, I'm just full disclosure. I'm not a great geography guy. Like I would never have won geography bees back in the day. So when I heard this, it sounded so incomprehensibly impossible to me. But I wasn't 100% sure because I'm not great at geography. But you're way better at geography than me. And you I mean, heard I, this and also thought it was I'm not going to lie. I mean, it,
2: I'm probably, it's fair to say, I'm freakishly good at, at geography and ping pong out of nowhere for no <laughs> apparent reason. So so geography is one of my strong suits. Um, and I used my family, though. My two brothers who are very, very smart as well. I never did this with my sister. She's brilliant. She's a lawyer. But uh, my two brothers, we were younger. We had this globe. Yeah. and it would you know about the and you would, no. would call out the name of anything on the globe, and there were different, le- and you'd have to point at it with a little like a sort of a laser pointer almost. And, yeah, yeah. And it was who could get more who could get more places of the globe, and you go to the elite level, and it's like it is you know capital of of Botswana. It is yeah. like second my, biggest city my in Venezuela. Son is, you know, is it's, like
3: this buck. Like we have a big map of the world, and like he knows it all. And meanwhile, I'm just like hoping that I can find Australia on the map, right? Like I'm good in the United States, but when I get outside of the United States, I fall apart in a hurry. So when I heard this from Biden, like I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm a little bit geographically challenged, so I didn't want to share it because I was like, I, this sounds crazy to me, but I'm not great on the Indian Ocean and everything else. But I did think this is a crazy idea. I don't even know what Biden's trying to say here. Listen to the bridge. It's a bridge, right, or railroad or whatever the heck it is that Biden says we're going to build. Oh. So
1: we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in... In, in, in Angola, one of the largest solar
3: plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. How is this possible, Buck? To build from the Pacific
2: a railroad. So I, I guess, I guess he's saying that we would assist all of the various Asian countries in the
3: creation of this railroad for some. I don't honestly. How long I don't would know. the railroad have to be that he's talking about? Thousands of miles? It would have to be
2: very, very big. And let me see. I'm, I'm looking this up right now. A, a railroad from the Pacific across the Indian Ocean. And
3: yeah, people said that crazy that for a moment you think to yourself, am I completely wrong? A hundred
2: percent. That's right. I'm sitting here. I'm like, am I, am I missing something? And also, you know, I've been on high speed trains, for example, in China they're very good at building these things on their own like what what are we going to do we've got planned to build a, a train from the Pacific to the Indian Ocean uh it depends on where you would be in the Pacific Ocean but that's a, it's a long way that's a big project you know, I don't know I, I feel like maybe maybe fix some of the potholes on i-95 first that's just my <laughs> thought
3: the bridge that just collapsed in philadelphia would be one of my targets maybe more than an indian ocean bridge i'm just tossing it out there
2: that's where i'm coming from on this all right look fellow gun owners you know that ammo is super expensive like a lot of other things price has just been going up in recent years so it makes all the more sense to find a way to train and to hone your skills without having to blow through a lot of expensive ammo And the Mantis X system allows you to do that. Also allows you to train safely at home because it is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. Call this dry-fire practice. Mantis X attaches to your firearm like a weapon light, connects to your smartphone and the Mantis X app. Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique, helps you improve right away with continual feedback on your shooting, and just makes you a better shooter overall. Everybody that uses this device gains in their skill level, including me. This product is now being used by U.S. military and special forces. It's military grade technology at an affordable price. The Mantis X is a must have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Um, we are still confirming right now this major breaking news event, but it may be the case that we have finally cracked cracked in over at the view and that our interview with Mike Pence yesterday uh, was something that even made it on to the view if joy behar takes a big old shot at clay travis on their show i haven't heard the audio yet clay but this may be this may be just another great day in a fan, otherwise fantastic week so
3: if joy called me the dumbest person to ever have a radio show i would i would I would have to about but first of all, I hope it would be an entree because you and I have talked about for some time that we would like to go on the view like just because I think they have the dumbest audience and the dumbest show in media. I would feel a little bit like you know that uh I bet you've seen the gif of like Vince McMahon when he walks in like struts oh, into yeah. the arena and everybody's like booing and throwing stuff at him i i just I think that would probably be the best anti audience to ever walk in on um and i just think it would be incredible uh incredible television
2: i don't know I, how I many really of you do. remember this but there was a very a very well-known moment uh on the bill maher show where the late christopher hitchens that audience of of libs just you know tackling and and you know hissing and booing at him and he finally just says your audience is a bunch of like frivolous morons and he sticks his middle finger up at all of them <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So maybe we could find that one and uh, throw that one off on Clay and block. That was quite a moment. Although it was there you have to blur I guess the the you know the finger that he chose to use. All right, um something else though. That's uh we'll see if we obviously we will have our team track this down. We just got a tip so it is unverified, but we got a tip that the view might have made mention of the Pence interview. Uh and we're going to get back to that. Next hour would be a perfect time Clay to get into it because we've got uh we're going to play some of that audio again and, and talk about it. Um but uh, there's something going on right now that's r- really on on a completely honest, serious level that's really troubling, and it's what happens now that we've just seen open political targeting of people with the justice system, where it's, I don't like you, I'm going to prosecute you, right? And in the past, I'm not going to pretend like this has not happened with different presidents, but note something, Clay, you have... Uh, you've had Democrats time and again get away with doing things that were illegal, whether it was Hillary or Bill, both Hillary and Bill clearly broke the law 100 percent. Right. No question about it. Broke the law and um, they got away with it. Right. They got away with it. Well, something else that we see here, I like to remind everybody of this. There's been building, it's been over a decade now, going after Republicans with frivolous legal attacks, undermining them. I've said it before, Chris Christie Bridgegate, Scott Walker, Scott Perry, uh, Bob McDonald, uh, Senator Ted Stevens. Look at all these different cases. This is what Democrats do. It's lawfare. And Trump is the pinnacle of this, right? Well, if you want to know if this is going to continue on, Gavin Newsom, this week, we're talking about it, yep. your buddy Clay, You know, you guys might be having some Chardonnay at French Laundry (laughs) talking about, you know, just all the greatness of California. What would the reaction
3: together? be if one day you just went on Instagram and it's just me and Gavin Newsom, you know, sharing a? Uh, I would not. I would try, try to drink beer instead of wine, but like w- w- the comments on that picture would be amazing, right? If I just if it, one day you just got on yeah. Instagram and it's just me and I, Gavin Newsom having a beer,
2: I might burst into flames <laughs> like to like a Pacino in The Devil's Advocate, you know, where he just is like ah! he freaks out. So. So please don't do that. But, uh, Gavin knew We would have him on the show as long as, yes. you know, we'd have to set some ground rules. Cause the problem with radio in particular, cause people always say, why don't you have libs on to argue with them? It, 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 if you talk over each other, you got nothing. No one can hear anything. On TV, there's at least the visual guide to when people are coming in and out. It's a little, you know, it just turns into cacophony on radio. So if you do the talk over thing, it, it doesn't work for anybody. And that's why it's really hard to have a radio debate unless people are very clear on timing. Anyway. Gavin Newsom, though, on a local Los Angeles station has said he, uh, and this is up on Mediaite, wanted to double down on his, on his vow to pursue accountability for DeSantis flying migrants to Democrat controlled duris- jurisdictions. He said, quote, this is Newsom, I met with a sheriff that wants to press charges with him just yesterday from Texas who was disgusted by what Ron DeSantis did. Coming into his jurisdiction under false pretense, deceiving kids, not just adults, by sending them on an airplane to an island, Martha's Vineyard. Can we just step back? They're already thinking, he's already trying to figure out how can I try to brand DeSantis a criminal? For, I mean, first, a free, I'd probably, we'd probably pay a thousand dollars for a coach middle seat to get to Martha's Vineyard right now, buddy. It's very expensive. It's like paradise in the summer. And they want to, they want to
3: make this criminal. This is what the precedent is. And this cycles back around. Again, I think it's important to try to get in people's heads. Because, look, Joe Biden is an idiot. We just played you that clip. I don't think there's any grand strategic design in Joe Biden's actions. Gavin Newsom is very smart, okay? He's conniving. He's wily. Why is he sitting down with... And smart for a Democrat, all right? Uh, Why is he (laughs) sitting down... Why is he sitting down with Sean Hannity? What's his game plan? Why is he? And, and this is worth thinking about too. Why is he not criticizing Trump at all and going after Desantis instead? This is like, because I don't believe bl- I don't too, think right. He knows we
2: have to remember this. Everybody, we're in a we, we're in a unique place right now where the two republic. I mean, sorry, the two presidential top contenders, the sitting president. And the number one guy in the polls can only serve one more term. Yep. Normally, it would be eight years. You know, who's even... Is everyone going to even remember, you know, anything going on in any of these states in eight years? Maybe. But eight years is an eternity in politics. Four years, well, it's really two years. Because you get to the midterms of the next presidency, You're whoever it is, and all of a sudden we're thinking about who's going to be president for the next... So the cycle gets very condensed very quickly. So... We're seeing in the background; it's really interesting, right? Um, the possibility of a of a shadow secondary Newsom DeSantis twenty twenty eight campaign playing out at some level. And now, look, DeSantis still wants to be the nominee now, and he's he's getting you know he's getting the second best numbers, et cetera. Um, but this notion of always going to the I'm going to prosecute you. This is going to get worse until we do something about it. And I yeah. think mutually assured legal destruction is probably the only way, which is why I remember I I, did, I asked Pence yesterday this didn't get as much of uh, the attention. I said, should there be a special counsel with Biden? You said there should be a special counsel right now. That doesn't really help because Biden's not going to appoint a special counsel to throw him in prison. I want to know will the next Republican president appoint a special counsel with the with the A clear, you know, if there is law breaking by Bidens, they face the charges, no special treatment. That's what I want to know. And this is even sort of percolating now, Clay. They they had someone ask Karine Jean-Pierre at the White House. So Biden arrested, had Trump arrested, right? Like, I mean, people are having, because you brought this up. The special counsel doesn't act autonomously. It goes through Merrick Garland. And who does Merrick Garland work for? Joe Biden. Let's play clip. Uh, this is 18. Jean Pierre.
5: Can you say categorically that President Biden was not involved or influenced at all any of the decisions into indicting the president? Not Biden? at all.
0: He was not involved. This is the president has been very, very clear. The Department of Justice is independent. He wants to restore the independence of uh, of the Department of Justice, and that's what you've seen. That is why we have been very, very consistent when it comes to criminal cases.
6: We just do not comment.
3: This is This may be the biggest lie that the Bidens have told, right? So I want to hammer that home for people out there because I don't think it's gotten discussed enough. Jack Smith, the independent counsel, does not have the authority to bring charges against Donald Trump without Merrick Garland agreeing that his case has merit and giving effectively a sign-off. Now, they've tried to trot Jack Smith out because they've tried to, to hide this, right? Merrick Garland has basically not spoken. They've tried to pretend that this is not a Merrick Garland decision. It is, and all of you need to understand that. And if you believe that the Attorney General of the United States decided to indict the leading political opposition figure of the current President of the United States, that is Joe Biden's biggest adversary, without consulting with the White House... Then you are the most naive imbecile on the planet. So when she is coming out, Buck, and saying, "Oh, the Justice Department's incre- in, 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 in completely independent," that is a lie. That is an unmitigated lie that is designed to be told to people who are too dumb to be to be willing to call them on it. Uh, supermarket cashier was at work the other morning when she got an automated text message from her bank. They were looking for her confirmation of $1,300 in purchases and two stores at California. Problem? She was in California, nowhere near this New York store. She knew right then she was a victim of identity theft. Someone had enough of her info to pretend to be her. She was left holding the bag on $1,300 in charges. This unfortunately happens all the time. How do you protect yourself with Life locked by Norton? Their online systems monitor online transactions and new account openings, looking for evidence of foul play with your name involved. When they see it, they're quick to get in touch. That's when you can confirm or deny there's a problem. If you're a victim like this supermarket cashier was, they assign a dedicated U.S. based restoration specialist to help you. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses but it's easy to help protect yourself with lifelock join now and save 25 off your first year with promo code clay you can call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com again promo code clay for 25 percent off heard it on the
6: show hear more on the podcast
3: clay and buck podcast deep dives more content more common sense Find the guides on the iHeart app
6: or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.
0: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
2: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
3: Go back in, play Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck, you sent me this link, and I was laughing at it um, because it is absolutely fantastic. Um, this is from the... Uh, this is also... <laughs> do we have audio on this? I've made fun of this. Bill de Blasio, for those of you out there who had the misfortune of living through his tenure as mayor in New York City, such as yourself, Buck. I think one of the most awkward and... Re- Ridiculous <laughs> stories that any politician has found himself involved in is Bill De Blasio went for one of these Groundhog Day uh, like uh like punks at Phil stuff yeah yeah and I guess they had a groundhog in New York City that at they Staten, were using? at Staten
2: Island they have their own Groundhog Day event in Staten Island which is a stronghold on W O R N Y C Staten yes. Island of our New York listeners we love the island
3: he dropped the groundhog <laughs> he at killed the groundhog it. day <laughs> a celebration he, he this is not it. me no you Dem- get up and the groundhog, <laughs> groundhog died. died i'm so sad this is like the kid who takes the class bunny home for the weekend and lets it run out into the street or something like you just can't do this man you can't kill the groundhog so i guess he's commenting on the fact that he dropped the groundhog and i mean what a metaphor for his entire mayoral term but he showed up you know to like hold the groundhog up for those of you who remember like the you know movie groundhog day but this happens in many different communities i think i think they have in georgia a groundhog named beauregard lee isn't this true like literally they named him after two confederate generals and they bring out beauregard lee uh, somewhere in uh, in georgia and so anyway they do this all over the place but the Staten Island Groundhog died because De Blasio dropped him, and now there's quotes. De Blasio has has come back yeah. out talking about this.
2: There was an interview in New York Magazine with De Blasio, who was the the worst mayor in living memory in New York City, um, and and did more to destroy the greatness of New York than any other person I think could have possibly accomplished in the same period of time. Because when he took New York over, it really was the it was the absolute. I mean, the the Bloomberg years. He's a Democrat, Giuliani, everything Good mayor. was great. Giuliani cleaned it up, and Bloomberg said, let's keep it clean, let's invite a lot of businesses, a lot of uh, international investment, and make this the place that, you know, is worth spending three times as much to live here as basically anywhere else in terms of overall life, ex- you, know, uh, you know, day-to-day expenses. Um, and then de Blasio came in, he's like, yeah, let's just turn this into a commie hellhole, you know, thanks, thanks, de Blasio. But yeah, he, he was asked by New York Magazine if he had quote any regrets about dropping the groundhog at, in Staten Island in 2014. And he said, yeah, a hundred percent. I'm like, don't make me hold a bleeping groundhog. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, dude, everyone, this is the, this just shows you he has so much contempt for most of this, you know, the, the shaking hands, kissing babies, and apparently holding groundhogs component of politics. But yeah, he, he, he killed, he killed the special groundhog. Um, and it really is a metaphor for his entire time in office. Like he, he was, the groundhog was New York City and de Blasio dropped it.
3: And honestly, like this is going to tie on. Uh, we're going to discuss this awful Daniel Penny case later in the show, but this is, there, at some point, is going to have to be a Rudy Giuliani-like figure who hopefully doesn't drop groundhogs and kill them all over the country, Buck. When I look at the numbers coming out of San Francisco, when I look at L.A., when I look at what's going on in Atlanta, when I look certainly at what's going on in Chicago, Seattle, uh, Portland, I mean, all of these cities, which... Are pretty fabulous places and many of you listening right now have either lived there lived around maybe you've gone on vacation these places they're going to have to all get their own Rudy Giuliani like figure who is going to come in and basically just return some sanity to these cities and I don't know this this ties in what you were kind of talking about earlier I don't know that we have a high enough caliber of political office seekers that we even have enough Rudy Giuliani's to help fix these cities. Because there's a lot of mediocrities in politics right now that just are not very excellent at anything. And a lot of these guys couldn't do jobs other than be politicians.
2: Yeah, and people also, uh, you often say about the luxury of of low-crime era is that people think that crime is not that big a deal. Yeah, um, it, it takes a while for it to really settle into your consciousness. But once you recognize that your area, your city, your neighborhood is unsafe, changing that both perception and reality takes time. It's it's not an overnight fix thing. So once it's gotten so bad that even like you see this in San Francisco, even Democrats yep. are like, wait a second, there's too much crime here. Yeah. And it's going to take them years. If they did all the right things, it would take them years to clean it up. Uh, But, Clay, I've got some some news for you, buddy. The View audio is in. They mentioned our interview. It's not a particularly long clip, so I don't know if Joy Behar wrote a sonnet to your handsomeness and brilliance in this one. But, or mine, but we are going to talk about The View and the Mike Pence interview and why this caught so much Uh, Fire yesterday on the internet and elsewhere Everyone's talking about this position Because I think it does go to A central issue here With regard to You either think the DOJ is being weaponized or not That to me is like a Top tier Yep. What do you think about this question And we'll get into it in a
0: second